You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. It's your boy Tom here and we are back. (laughs) We are back. It's been so long. Do y'all realize how long it's been? Since we have all been in here to podcast together. Do you really want to go that far? I mean, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift weren't even a thing yet. Well, one of them was because of you because you didn't post it. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. I posted. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You posted like six days later. Hey. (laughs) But it's been so long and we got so much to talk about. We do. We do. I can't imagine D'Angelo doesn't have four hours worth of podcast questions. No, 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 no. Um, I, I can't even talk right now. Um, I'm, I've been upset. Okay. Oh, I, let me I guess gotta... what? Can I guess why you're upset? No. Go. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. So my guess why you're upset is probably because of something you said in a previous podcast. How Deion Sanders was going to be coach of the year and Colorado's an amazing football team, and you've seen nothing but trash. The last few weeks, but I didn't know if that's probably what's upsetting you. And we haven't had a chance to discuss those comments Whoa. and how if those still feel oh. ring true for you after blowing a twenty-nine nothing lead to what? terrible oh. Stanford, getting destroyed by two other teams. Like uh, I don't know. I don't know if you're still in that same stance you were. If San- uh, Shadir Sanders is still a Heisman front runner for you, I don't know. I I, I figured that's what it is because you knew we were going to bring it up. So that was my guess on what you were thinking the issue was. Gary, my <laughs> head hurt from the actual issue. <laughs> but if you want to go down this road, man. Well, we got you at some point. We can, we, we can go down this road because you obviously want to talk college football when clearly it's Monday and – you know, I'd rather talk about the 49ers. Oh, we can talk about the 49ers losing to the Browns. We can talk about that, too, if you want. I... <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, I didn't, know, I didn't the... think you wanted to avoid that conversation. But this hey, was the wrong. Talk about that first. This the was Browns the wrong. Brought, it, brought it to them undefeated 49ers who looked like out trash out there. The absolute wrong week to, for D'Angelo to start back on this podcast. <laughs> Oh man! Go ahead. Did, did he did he leave? No, he's still here. I think he was trying to say the internet went out, but I think that's uh, want to respond to what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can hear you, D. Come on, baby. What it, it I it it froze up. Oh, we hear you. Let's go. <laughs> What do you mean you hear me? <laughs> we're waiting. We're waiting to hear you talk. You you're just staring at your phone. We were waiting. Oh oh no the the it was it had glitched out. It had glitched out. Oh, okay. So I'm a, I'm gonna tell you what. Um, so there's been rocks. There's been bumps. There's been a lot of growing pains that I didn't foresee early on in this season. I did not see Stanford coming back from 29 down to come back to win that football game. I didn't see that. Nobody else saw that either. What we did see is we saw the dominance, which would have then put him back into the conversation. I think this loss 
has taken him completely out of it. But it does not diminish what uh, Sanders is doing over in Colorado, which is, I mean, in that quarterback, because Shadur is still balling like the quarterback we think he's balling. I disagree with the coach saying that he's taking sacks to keep his his percentage, his throwing percentage up, because if that's the case, that's that's selfish. I would rather not have the sacks and have the completion bad than the completion good and taking sacks. I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about that, Gary? Yeah, I would never want to accuse a player of doing that, so I would not agree with that as well. But, again, I don't watch their games enough to know. Um, I saw them get blown out enough by Oregon. I was good uh, to really drive home what I was saying, um, that they were very overhyped. Yes, I'll give credit to Dion. He's turned around Colorado for sure. Um, But I I was just tired of hearing about all the hype and hear about all the stuff that they were talking about Colorado, knowing that they hadn't played anybody just because they beat a team that lost basically every starter last year in TCU, and they were over the high horse over that. But I don't think he is throwing any any sacks and stuff like that just to say I don't – I would like to not think that's a whatever happened from a player, but I, you never know. But I just I, – I can't see that being true. Okay. Nice all deflection, right. so- by the way. Well, I, I, I don't think that – no, I do, I do not think that – I was wrong. Deion Sanders will not be coach of the year, and Shadur Sanders will not win the Heisman. My, uh, I, I, my but I also said they, if they good. went undefeated, they would have. So when they lost that first game, he had already lost the Heisman. Well, my, uh, my prediction of not winning more than eight games is looking good. Look, that money's looking good to me right now. I'm not worried. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that. I have, I have been, I've been fighting with everybody in the family, Gary. I, Over the 49ers losing the Browns? No, no, oh. no. And, and y'all tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, people that are out there listening, Gary, Tom, I'd love to hear from you chime in on this. Well, for the last couple of days, I've lost uh, my container that I usually carry around with me. Regardless what the container is for, I keep it around with me all the time. Well, I, I misplaced this container, okay? And after misplacing this container, I said, well, it's in three different places. I said, it's either at the farm, it's either in my truck, or it's at the uh, farmhouse. Those are the three places it could possibly be. I checked the farm today, and it wasn't there at the farm. I checked the farmhouse yesterday, and it wasn't there. So the only place it can be is in the truck, right? So I come in the house, not quite sure where it is, and uh, I go, hey, guys, I lost my container. Can y'all help me find it? My wife goes, and this is where I get upset. She goes, well, uh, he'll give y'all 10 bucks if y'all find the case. And I go, no, I will not give y'all 10 bucks to find my case. And they go, well, daddy, if you give us 10 bucks, that'll give us more incentive to find your case. I said, me telling y'all that I lost my case should be incentive enough for y'all to get y'all ass up and find my case. So I'm asking y'all, just me being honest with y'all, should I have to 
offer something to my kids in order for them to have an added incentive for me to find something that I lost when I'm already, when they lose something, I'm more broke up than they are. But I just curious, am I wrong for being upset? Time, you can go first. I think I would have to see how you react when they lose something to be able to fully answer this. If you if you say you jump up and help them, then then yeah, that squad need to they need to jump up. They need to help daddy because daddy helps them when they're looking. But if you say, ah, uh, you can go find it, you good, you good, you go find it, uh, uh, or you say, hey, hey, go help your brother, go help your sister find it. Hey, then I think you got to throw some incentive on there, big dog. They're, they're little kids. And it's, it's, the other thing about that, too, is you're a grown-ass man. So when you lose something, that's on you. Little kids are supposed to lose stuff. That's, that's what they do. So if you want help finding something that you lost, you got to throw, you got to sweeten the pot up, big dog. Come on now. All right, I'm going to go a little bit of a different route. Um... I uh, I don't think kids should just lose things. Um, they should be taught not to lose things. I don't think you should saddle for them just losing things. When my nephews are here, which they are right now, uh, they will lose my uh, controller, and I will not let them do anything until they find it. You're not losing it. I'm sorry. There's not there's there's rules. You don't just lose it and then be all right. I'm not all right with that. You're gonna sit, you're gonna do you're gonna find it until you find it. There's no ifs ands or buts. So I don't agree with kids should lose things. That's fine. I disagree. But the incentive aspect, I, I don't like that it was $10. I think your starting point should be a dollar. I, I, <laughs> I shouldn't have to incentivize you to do anything. You're not paying any bills. What do you need the cash for, Gary? Tell me why you need the cash. Pokemon why you need cards. the cash, Gary? Pokemon cards. That's what why your you kids need, need the them cash? for. Pokemon cards. And that's what I asked him. I said they couldn't even give me a legitimate question. It's ten bucks, daddy. Like you don't what like what you gonna use it for? It's ten bucks, daddy. Like you don't even <laughs> you don't even know what you're gonna use it for. You tell me, Gary, what what kind of incentive does that I think it should have been a dollar and then they should have been all right with that in it no matter what. Okay. Or well, or you do it like a, a treat type thing in the aspect of like Hey, if y'all find my case, we'll go to Pelican Snow Cones because now you get a snow cone as well. Now it becomes a family affair. And everybody loves Pelican Snow Cones versus just having to give out money. You could that, Now you're actually doing a family thing and you're tying it all together as like a group thing. And everybody gets rewarded. Well, everybody doesn't get rewarded. You can be like, the person that finds it gets a snow cone. Everybody else gets to watch them eat it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, do you not do you not think that you know it's your fault that you lost it? And so, why should they have to help you find something you lost? I'm back. So, I, I don't know why this thing keeps. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, "Do you think that it's your fault that you lost it?" I would. I, my response in that question before D answers would be, "It depends. It depends on where it's found. If it's found in one of the kids' room, then yes, he has an issue." If it's found in one of those three spots that he thought it was at and he didn't find it, that's on him. So so <laughs> do y'all want an update to the story? You I'm guessing to... it was under your seat. So I end up finding the case. Okay. In the, in the clubhouse. 
And I come in the house and I go, hey, honey, I found the case. Where's my $10? No, no, I, I, I didn't ask for the $10 or anything. What do you think her next question was? Um, where'd you find it? You know how I answered that, Gary? I said, <laughs> backstory, backstory, okay? I cannot make this up, guys. This is where this story takes a turn for the worse for me. So you would think I would be happy. I, I, I lost this thing for two days, Gary. I lost this thing for two days. Let me let me rewind you back two days, okay? Two days ago, um, my daughter loses her iPod. And she didn't know if she lost it in the farmhouse, house or she didn't, lo- she didn't know if she lost it in th- uh, three other spots. One of them being the truck, one of them being the Bronco, and one of them being the Escalade. So she checked the truck, nothing in there. She checked the uh, farmhouse, nothing in there. She checked all the spots, nothing in there. So I come home and the wife goes, um, check the truck. And I go, check the truck for what? You said you checked the truck already. She was like, no, I didn't. I didn't check the truck. Raina, did you check the truck? And she goes, yes, I checked the truck, me and DJ. So she was like, well, you go out there and check the truck. I went outside gear. I can't make this up, bro. I went outside. I sat in the truck and I'm like, I don't know why. Oh, so he left. So he's going to leave everybody hanging like that. <laughs> really? I, I'm not, so it feels like he did that on purpose. Yeah, I feel but, like he did. <laughs> but I don't know if he actually did. So we're going to bring him back in here. We're going to try this again. He's probably going to be on his phone. So his audio is going to go to crap. Well, while while he's while we're waiting on him to get back, Gary, I want to get your take as a former tight end, as a former TV reality dating show person. For some of y'all who don't know, Gary was on a reality dating show at one point in his life. What do you think about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? And why couldn't you have been the tight end to shoot his shot at Taylor Swift? So that I could get to meet Taylor Swift. Well, I uh, am no longer in the league anymore, so that hurts me. Wait, are you are you saying you have a girlfriend? You're not. You're no, not. I am no longer in the league. Oh, in the league? I thought you meant you're no longer. No, single. I am no longer in the NFL. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, D's back, and he's got the little um, whatever it's called, the fade in the background. Uh, no, I would say, what do I think about? I'm tired of hearing about it. I'll tell you that. I don't care. I don't care that they're dating. It means nothing to me. It's so annoying seeing everything about it. It's uh, and I think the, obviously the NFL is going to milk it for everything they can because it just gives them so much more money and it's viewership and stuff like that. But I, I could care less about it. It's people's personal life. I'm I'm not a person that puts my personal life out there. So like I don't like I don't think it's fair that they're trying to make money and publicize everything about it and talk about it. Obviously, Taylor Swift's who she is. She's a super popular person. You have no choice in that aspect, but good Lord, can we stop talking about it? <laughs> so, Go ahead, finish your story. He asked me a question while you were gone. 
Okay. So, uh, and the last part you heard was me. You walked out to the car. Yeah. I I walked out to the truck and I sat in the truck and I go, I don't know why she's sending me out here. They had already looked in this truck. So I got on the phone for like 10, 15 minutes. In fact, Gary, I'm pretty sure I was on the phone with you. I was sitting in the truck talking to you. And I'm pretty sure I said I was looking for something. I wasn't really looking for nothing because I was like, this is stupid. She already looked in the truck. It's not in here. I'm pretty sure I saw her at, with it at the farmhouse. Come back in the house. Two days, Gary. I cannot make this up, bro. I go into the truck. I look down in the seat and I go, oh, there's my case right there. When I hit the case, the iPod is underneath the case, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So when I go back in the house, I go, I found my case. And she goes, oh, really? Where was it? I said, don't worry about it. I also found the iPod, too. And I give her the iPod. She goes, well, what was that? The question that I have for y'all is this. If I would have lied on where I found it, would I be wrong? Because it doesn't matter where I found it. The fact that I found it is that I found it. Would I be wrong if I would have lied and said I found it somewhere else? Only if they went all out and went and looked. If they didn't help you look, then no. It's only wrong in the sense that you're trying to cover up your tracks. What? <laughs> what is that? What? Why? Why would you be lying about it? Why would you be lying about where is that? Essentially, is what I'm saying. So you would be lying about it because you told them that you had looked in that spot. <laughs> exactly. You? That's what I'm saying. You're trying to cover but your you're tracks. Not, you're not covering your tracks. You're really covering your daughter tracks because she was the one that had supposed to be looking. Also, both of the two of the children looked and they didn't find it. Yes. So why my thing is is why am I gonna go look a second time for something that they didn't already tore this truck up twice? But see now that goes against your first question. So you said why would I go look? What if they had the same thing? Why would I go look? He said he already looked. No, I never uh. said I looked. Uh. Yeah, but they were assuming you looked because you couldn't no, no, find I it. I never. No, 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 no. I never. I never looked for the um, the. Um, Look for their stuff because they'd already said that they look for it. Yeah, no, but I'm iPod. saying, yeah, but if you were you you went out there with telling them the intention you were gonna look and didn't look, so like why they? So I guess they assume you went and looked. Yeah, but they but they had told me that before I went out there to look though. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I no, I do, but I I also see why the they probably weren't willing to help. I looked is because it was time for me to check the truck to look for my case that I was looking for, and when I knocked the case from underneath there, that damn iPod came with it, and I was like, damn, damn, damn. So <laughs> it doesn't matter what story I went with; doesn't matter at all. All I'm saying is, is that what did you end up saying? It don't matter. <laughs> what, I'm is, what I'm saying is, is as long as everything was safely returned, and it's matter. Why does it matter where where I found it? Why? Why? It only matter? it only matters if there was like a big discussion about 
Like, did you check that place? And you told Reese, you're like, always the I checked there like five or six times. Trust me, it ain't in there. <laughs> and, then, and then you find it. <laughs> that's what it matters. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, man. So, <laughs> so my my second thing was this. My second thing was this. So after I I I told the story on which story I went with, and you know, the real story is obviously here. My 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 question was, is would I have been wrong if I would have said, hey, I found my case, or not said anything about my case at all, but in 15 minutes, and then came and said, hey, I found the iPod, it was out in the mulch. Yes, because you had got the kids in trouble. You may have got the kids in trouble. Yeah, because then it becomes this thing is how did it end up in the mulch? Well, it dropped out of somebody's bag or pocket <laughs> or anything. It, what, what it doesn't do is put it in the truck where I'd already looked. That's what it doesn't do. So I, I, I'm like, at that point, it could be anybody. Like, <laughs> if it's in the truck, it's two people's fault. I think you should have went with the craziest story. I found it in Memphis's poop. And hey, just throw, go all out. The world will never know. <laughs> or you know, you could have just said, you know what's crazy? I found it. And where you found it. Because here's the thing. What if she found it and then planted it back there to test you to see if you would tell the truth about where you found it? If anybody's planning anything to find out stuff, that should... Not gonna work. <laughs> That's a big no. <laughs> you don't do that kind of stuff. Hey, I'm just saying. I, I'm, I, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you sometime. I and I don't know if this was the right reaction. And and you know, I've been I've been working on my parenting. But the one thing I tell my kids not to do, like the worst prank you can play on me. Uh, right, my my youngest daughter did it today, and I had to give her the stern dad voice, like, "Hey, don't do that to me. Don't ever do that to me." I'm sitting at the breakfast table. I put, I sit my plate down. I put my cup down. I put the jelly down. I put everything down. I sit down, and the jelly gone, missing, completely gone. And I'm like, "Damn!" So I get up. <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> for the jelly <laughs> and she has the jelly hiding underneath the table <laughs> wanting to play a joke and I, she was like I was wondering what you was walking around for I was like don't you ever ever do that to me <laughs> uh, sorry <laughs> that, about that I do that to your kids all the time <laughs> bro that is the worst <laughs> prank of all time bro because I'm one of those men like, damn, if it's not there, I must have put it somewhere. I'm not going to just accuse you of of taking it. So I get up and I'm walking around like, damn, where the hell did I put it? Yeah, they may have gotten that from me because I do that to them all the time. Oh, Gary. 
Look, man, <laughs> you're going to get them cursed out over here because that's the worst thing. you. I do it at make. least once once a trip to their phone or iPod, or iPod all the time. I'll take it when they mm-hmm. walk away. Why? Why? Because to make Why them think they misplaced it. <laughs> Why is that a thing? Uh, so I got a question. Uh, since you and your wife are beefing now, this will actually be a good question. <laughs> um so this was a plot point to a movie a huge plot point to a show i watched recently and i despise the plot point so i want to know y'all's true opinion on this so the plot point basically i'm gonna i'm gonna put it in terms of us uh in the in the world so if your significant other was in just say russia okay you have no way of getting there it's impossible to get where they're at. There's one, there's one map that can lead you to the exact location to where your significant other is, okay? But if you go to that map, you basically unleash Hitler reborn where he's going to start World War III where everybody in the world is under attack and, and can be killed. But you could just destroy the map and you'll never see your significant other again, and you'll never have to worry about World War III ever breaking out. Are you risking it and going to see your significant other, knowing there's a chance you may be able to stop it or not, or are you just destroying it and saying, hey, I'm sorry, the world's more important than me seeing you again? This sounds like Among Us. <laughs> no, this, this was a legit a plot point in a show, and I despise the plot point because it's the easiest answer in the world. And I don't understand how it's even a thought of questioning that. Well, I mean, I I don't know, Gears. I'm I'm gonna tell you something now. That's all I want to know. I want to know what y'all's thoughts are. Because for me, this is a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, in Among Us, he didn't. It wasn't a no-brainer for him either, though. What's his name? Is, is, is Among that, Us? Is Among Us is what I'm talking about? Am I saying I don't right? think so. I don't think you're talking about the right one. The the um the one with the little girl, he raises the little girl and her blood is the blood that can cure everybody, but it'll kill That's the, the last girl. of us. The last of us, yes. This is the last of us, basically. She could save the whole world, but her death would be and he would not let it happen. He's killing everybody. Yeah, you see what but, yeah, but this one is you're not nobody's dying. You just will never see your significant other again. But if you go there, there's a chance World War Three breaks out because you basically unleashed oh, a way for that person to get out and yeah. everybody else in the world can be screwed. Or you could just destroy the only map that could get to these people, to this person and your significant other, knowing you'll never see them again, but there, no harm comes to them. You just never see them again. But the world is safe. What do you do? Oh, I ain't going. I th- yeah, yeah, I think I that's the logic, easy answer. That's and that's that's the it, yeah. There's no other answer. Time. Like it's not like we're breaking up. It's not like it's just yeah. we can't see each other. Yeah. Time. Man, that's that's uh that's tough. Uh, on the sense of yeah, obviously it's like the obvious answer is oh yeah, <laughs> I can save the whole world, and you know never see them again it's it's i feel like it's easier to say in the moment that that's what you would do whereas like if you're actually in that situation i think it'd be harder for you to be like see 
I would disagree because if you're in that situation and you go to your significant other, well, now you just affected all your fa- other family, all your friends, your kids. Yeah, just but what because if your mindset you're selfish. is what if your mindset is like, well, we can figure out a way to keep it from. Okay, and then when you don't, and then what happens? That's a very selfish mindset. That's what I saw it as. It's a very selfish mindset to have. It's like, oh, I have to see my significant other. I'll take the risk of screwing the rest of the world just so I can see my significant other. I feel like that's a very selfish mindset to have. All right, Gary. So, so. Same, same question to you, mm-hmm. except if you – so if you, if you don't take the map, so if you take the map, okay. So if you take the if you take the map, you have to live with a controlling wife for the rest of your life. But if you don't take the map, you get to live your normal life. Uh, but Hitler comes back. Well, now, well so hold on, controlling life. I know people that can handle that. You gotta understand how Gary. You can't get rid of her. You can't out her. You can't. You can't. Well, so the thing is, like, like so he's about to say, thing, you have to give up. So you have to give up your freedom for the rest of your life, or get the map and you get your freedom. But Hitler comes back. I don't think you. Under, well, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something about Gary. Gary. Wait, no, you got me. You got me because because Gary Gary's not gonna do the significant other because that's not a big thing. No, no, so you, you gotta make it, it something it that. Just listen to what I'm saying, though, and you understand what I'm saying, John. <laughs> Gary's not a concept-wise. Gary believes that if one life or save a multitude of lives, then we are gonna sacrifice that one. Correct, one thousand percent. In 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 any scenario, so it doesn't matter. I'm just letting you know who Gary is. Yes. Not, it, it, so you can make it whatever you want to make it, but if it's only one person suffering and the multitude of people walking and not having to suffer. That one dude finna fry. It like, don't and, matter and, what he got. Now, it's easy to say. Like, it is. So it's easy for me to say that. Obviously, if it was my kid, it'd be a lot harder. But I still would like to think I would make the choice to help the world versus the one. Because that's just, just how I would have to be. Because the world, it's, it's, yeah, I, I believe in. So gross. It's not gross because what is, what is, what is. <laughs> Saving one person and then sacrificing half the world. That just doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, yes. So, yes it doesn't Tom. make sense. But, so, yes, Tom, that's who Gary is. That's who I, Gary is. So, so what I would do, what you to your answer, I would deal with the controlling aspect, knowing that Hitler would not come back or whatever. Yeah. And then I would just still do what I want. <laughs> I wouldn't care. Yeah. I would just that's deal with them yelling. No, that's the time. thing. You can't. You can't do what you want. But that's impossible. There's no way that's that that could even be done. The same way, the same way Hitler gets to come back is the same way you can't do what you want. It's the same magic voodoo that keeps you from being able to do what you want. And you gotta live with a controlling nagging wife the rest of your life on this earth. Well, I just may not have a long life then. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's just all it might be. <laughs> I may go on vacation and not come back. <laughs> so, I love it. I love it. But, but then that's the truth, though. Like Because like D said, like, I will sacrifice. No, if I knew uh, me sacrificing myself could save the world, uh, I'd do it. Because like, that's the right thing to do. I just feel uh, like logically you should do the right thing. So, so this is actually brings – this is actually a good segue because it's pretty much the same thing. I had a similar scenario that I wanted to ask you guys about. 
And it came up because I saw this reel. As the guy was like, if I gave you $10 million, you would take it, right? But if I gave you $10 million, you would take it, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. But the only caveat is you can't, you can't wake up tomorrow. No. Are you, are you yeah, taking it? Right. Yeah. So what that means is like, if you think about it in that aspect, it's like $10 million is worth a lot, but it's not worth not being able to live. Right. Correct. So Correct. I'm saying, is there a price for everything? So I was going to ask you, so when I just asked you about your, the nagging wife thing, is there an amount of money that you would get that you would accept having a nagging wife for the rest of your life? Is yeah. there a amount of is there a amount of money that you So would, when you say <laughs> nagging, is it does it mean like I can still do what I want? I just gotta deal with the nagging? Yeah, that we'll do and that. I'll we'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. What's the give what's me, the amount of money? Give me a hundred million, I'll deal with that. Hundred million? Because I'll just go build a house somewhere else and never see them again. <laughs> they can nag <laughs> all they want about me not being home. That's fine. All right, D for you. What what's the amount of money that it would cost for you to to throw Memphis to the side and wear nothing but Louisville red for yeah, the rest of your life. Yeah, baby. I, there's no fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. You do it for fifty dollars. You see not, Memphis playing this year? It's not worth it. It's not worth that. It's not worth that. You're right. You haven't been seeing Memphis play. You hadn't been seeing Loserville play. Is what I you did had. see him get destroyed by Pittsburgh. That was terrible. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm no, just saying. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't think there's a, I say that, but there is an amount of money. I just don't know what it is. There's an amount of money sense. for anything in the world for people. People could always say there's no amount of money. If the money, here's what, let me hear. So people will say that, but if that money was ever in front of their face and they knew, hey, all I have to do is whatever they're set and I get to take this giant wheelbarrow or this truck full of money home with me, they're going to do it. I, they may say so, they want in preference, but they will when that money's in front of them. I, I I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. And and this is if if you don't believe anything that I say, know this. Everybody has a price for certain things as long as it's not life threatening or cause right. you to lose your life. Correct. Everybody has a price. I would say even life threatening people would do like People would bungee jump that are terrified of heights for a lot of money, taking that chance so that they could die. But it's bungee jumping. You probably won't die, but there's a chance. I see what you're saying. It just depends on, like, how extreme you went with it. Like, oh, hey, I'll give you $200 million if you jump out of a parachute without a – I mean, a plane without a parachute. Yeah, people aren't going to do that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Can, can, we, can we get to, like, something serious because – that was serious. Yeah, I, no, I'm talking about something like really yeah, serious here. Yeah, but I, I, because I, I, I don't have an understanding. I want to get an understanding because I don't know what's going on right now. So there's a war going on right now, Gary, and I have no idea. So, so this is why I'm confused. I'm confused because people on both sides are cheering for both sides, and I'm like, wait, hold up, and. Like, what's going on? Like, help me understand, like, how is, because I see some people supporting this side, and people are kind of, I'm well, just calling seen... it as is. Some people are supporting Israel. Some people are supporting Palestine. Everybody knows yes. what we're talking about. Don't beat around the bush. Who cares? 
Okay, okay, right, right, right. I, I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, we, I've never, so when, when we're looking at the war right now before this war, we looked at uh, when you, uh, when um, the, this war that just happened right now. Ukraine uh, and Russia. Ukraine and Russia, right. We, we, we got upset because one invaded the other, and we was like, oh, this is crazy. We took sides immediately. Everybody was against Russia. Like, we took sides. In wars, we take sides, right? That's what we do in wars. We, as a country, we take sides. We can see the other side, but we take sides. This one right here is kind of, like, I don't know where you, because both sides seem to be mad at each other. This seemed like a Republican-Democrat type situation. It's a like, lot worse what, than that. What's going on, Gary? Let me know what's going All right. on. So uh, I'll give you basically what I know. I don't know a ton, but it's a, okay. this has been like a religious type thing forever. Oh, okay. So, okay, okay, okay. Uh, the pa- Palestine and Israel, the biggest hubbub everybody has is Palestine elected the Hamas to be the leaders of the country, basically, which Hamas is the one that attacked Israel out of nowhere at night and kill all these civilians. So that's why people are like, oh, I stand with Israel because of this, because Hamas did this and Palestine voted them in type stuff. But honestly, Hamas is a terrorist group. Palestine is not a terrorist group. Neither is Israel. So the fact that people are choosing sides, people should just be against Hamas and just the loss of innocent oh, life. That's the problem. Wow, but But the Palestine cool. people voted in Hamas, and then Hamas didn't abide by what they were supposed to do. They didn't hold another election after a certain amount of time, so they basically just took over power. But that's not what Palestine elected them for to start. And so that's the whole issue. That's why some people are like, they're for Israel, and then some people are like, they're for Palestine. The problem is there's so many civilians that aren't on either that aren't a part of the Hamas on the Palestine side that are getting killed by Israel because they're retaliating and there's so many innocent in Israel getting attacked by the Hamas not Palestine that don't deserve it as well both of them are losing civilians that aren't in war but they're just attacking civilian areas both countries are the or not countries Hamas is attacking the civilian country uh, areas in or Israel Israel is is going against Hamas in the Gaza Strip because that's what Hamas owns or controls type thing. So they're attacking people in Gaza who happen to be civilians as well that aren't part of Hamas, but they just lump them all together because Hamas runs all of that, basically. This is it's wild, crazy. Gary. But the thing is, is it's wild. not – nobody should be a Palestine or Israel. It should be against Hamas, and that should be it. But people aren't, I don't understand why everybody's trying to divide. I stand with Palestine, I stand with Israel. You stand with both, and you stand against Hamas and the loss of innocent lives. But again, I guess the question comes from how does Israel respond to what Hamas did? Because Hamas, they don't really know who is in Hamas, but they're attacking where Hamas is located, which happens to have a bunch of civilians as well. So, like, it puts them in a hard spot as well. And then Palestine, they don't want to really get involved, but they have to somehow get involved. So it's just drawing two people in because of this. And it just that's why people are all over the place with it. 
Yeah, that was a really good explanation. I, I, I mean, so it's I, funny. I had a conversation with this a couple of days with some of my buddies, a couple of days ago with my buddies, and I didn't know a lot of it. So like, I was listening to them. And I was like, oh, there's no way some of that's true. So I went and looked it up and read a lot about what was going on because I was clueless, <laughs> but I wanted to know what was going on. So I read into it, and that's basically what I know as of right now. I haven't done much any more research. Time, if you have anything to chime in with, if you know anything else other than what I heard, I'm not – reading into like oh the conspiracy theories that other people are behind this that i don't i don't know all this i just know civilians are dying from hamas not palestine or israel israel is trying to go back against hamas and it's attacking hamas people but there are also civilians that are getting attacked as well so people are mad at israel for that as well yeah so it's essentially you know the old uh you can't tell which characters are the bad apples in the bunch so you just take out the whole tree uh type thing that's why you know you see them dropping the flyers uh saying to evacuate you know which feels with the evacuation though that's tough because how do you expect two point some million people to evacuate in 24 hours that's just impossible (laughs) right yeah i mean i know and then that's and that's where you know, some people might think Israel comes across as, you know, looking like a bully, um, saying, hey, you got 24 hours to get out. Or it's like, you know, because if you take it from the other side, it's like, how is that, like, how can that be possible? Um, but then if you look from Israel, it's like we just got people kidnapped right. and live streamed all these people getting killed by right. your, people that run your area. So we have to respond I, in some so, way. So so normally I have something to say, Gary, but this is a tough one because, like, I can understand everybody. It, it's just been blowing my mind because, like, I've been hearing certain celebrities come out and support both sides. And as they come out and support both sides, nobody's given any, like, normally there's a large group that bash you for supporting something when you're completely wrong. But this was kind of like, a, oh, you're brave. You know, I, I stand with you and like this and that. But both sides is getting the same thing. So I was like, whoa. So this, this, this nobody yeah. said the terrorist group. Though. Well, it's because nobody's it's ever pointed that out. It's because people don't know what side to take. So they don't know who's in the wrong. And I don't think Israel or Palestine is in the wrong. I think the wrong is Hamas, who you could tie in to being like al-qaeda its own thing they're doing their own thing that palestine doesn't support and then israel's trying to retaliate against hamas but they don't know who is who like time was saying they don't know who's hamas who's not they just know all these people voted for hamas they know there's hamas there so they're just attacking because there's no way to figure that out it's just it's a terrible situation all the way around and i don't know What's going to happen with it? I don't know if it's going to escalate more. I'm assuming it's going to escalate more because countries now are starting to pick sides. And that's never a good sign. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Man. Yeah. Well, Time, you have anything else? Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. cut you off. I'm... No, no, that's you pretty much covered it. Uh, yeah. What, I, what I've heard as well. So, yeah, okay. Crazy situation. So, so Gary, I got a, I got a, I got a question for you, brother. Oh, 1917. Uh, question for you too, Tom. Okay. Whose fault is it 
49ers. Who, whose fault is it, Tom? Whose fault is it, Gary? Um, I run to the store. I go to the store. I pick up um, everything that I need to pick up, and I come back home, and I drop everything off, and I leave. No conversation had or nothing like that. Whose fault is it if nobody says anything to nobody? Both sides. Well, but why does anything need to be said? I guess that's the thing. Is why does it depends on like what the whole situation? Like, I don't know the whole situation. Like, if you just went to the that's store, the came situation. home, if I there's got, nobody there, I, like I went to the store, I went to the store, I came home. Like, let, let's just say the wife and kids are here. I went to the store, I came home, I dropped, and then I just left. Oh, you're not gonna like my answer, but you will like my answer. But. People won't like my answer because, again, I'm a firm believer of you don't have to tell people you're going somewhere, you're doing something. Now, the caveat is, depending if you had plans already with the family, if you were supposed to do something with the kids, if you were supposed to do something, all that takes into account. But if there's never any plans, and but, then same thing. But, again, you can't get mad <laughs> if the other person does it to you and you're watching the kids. <laughs> Gary you know exactly how <laughs> what you what you think, Tom? Whose fault is it? Uh, I, I don't think it's a fault situation. I think it's more of a you know unfortunately, not unfortunately, but I guess maybe in this situation, unfortunately, whenever you have a significant other and kids, uh, you are no longer an individual unit that is able to move and go as you please. You have someone that you are working with to uh, coordinate your lives. So I would say that it's probably a good idea to communicate to them <clears throat> that you're going somewhere. So would you disagree then if long as it's talked about beforehand, hey, if the other person wants to do that, long as they do it, that's fine, long as I'm watching the kids or you're watching the kids, long as it's going both ways, there should never be an issue then. Because you can't get mad if the, if it was the role was reversed and they did it. But if you get mad, then you were in the wrong. If you would get mad in that situation, then you were in the wrong. But if nobody gets mad and it's understand, hey, you can do that, long as the other person's watching them, I don't think there is anything needs to be said. Don't have to worry about it because you're, like you said, you're a team. You shouldn't need to have the other person there all the time to go do something. If they're going to go do something like they want to go run, they did the store, they wouldn't need to go run, grab something else or do something else. They can go do that. Long as you're, long as you're fine with them doing that to you as well. And there's no issues. Then it's, then I think it shouldn't be an issue. All right. Gary. Time in a relationship. When you come home, maybe a long day's work, Maybe you just went out for time with the boys. You have been gone for five, six, seven, eight plus hours or whatever. When you get home, is it your responsibility to find the people in the house to say, hey, I'm back? Or do you think the people at the house is their responsibility 
to come and greet you because you the one that's been working or you've been gone all day. I don't think it's either's responsibility. I think it's just it, it'll have it should happen organically. Like if for example, if I was using your house, D, and I walked into the house and nobody's in the living room, I'm not going upstairs to see people knowing I'm coming <laughs> right back to the couch. No, I'll sit on the couch until somebody comes downstairs. Like it, it depends on the layout of your house too. Because like like in your house, everybody now if you would have came home and then went to your clubhouse, then that then you may be in the wrong because you didn't come into the house at least first. But if you come into the house, sit on the couch for a little bit and nobody comes downstairs, you have an alarm that goes off and tells you that the door was open. So people know somebody came in. <laughs> so I don't think anybody's in the wrong in that aspect. I don't think you have to go greet them. I don't think they have to come greet you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think this one would be also a question of what is your traditional thing that you do? If it's like you always, every time you get home, you find them and say, hey, I'm back uh, type thing. But this is also a rich people problem. You know, if you're so rich that your house is that big that you can get home and people don't know that you're home. And that's one thing, you know, poor us poor people don't have no, to worry about I that. I disagree because okay. <laughs> for your example, time, your place. What if the kids and everybody's in their rooms and you go to the living room? Like you walk in, they can hear the door open uh, and then you go sit in the living room. Do you have to go to their room and see them when you come in? Or can you just go in the living room and sit down and then they'll come out? Like, oh, they'll come out. Yeah, so like that's what I'm saying. It's you. It's the same situation everywhere. If they just right. have to not be. Well, I'm just saying there. it's a it's a rich people problem. <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> well, because wow. this thing, Gary, Gary, you like just say we're at your house. And for those that don't know, Gary lives in a complex that's like uh, the size of you know the White House, and no. <laughs> there, there's multiple yeah. ways that you could come home, and nobody would know that somebody came home. Like when we were there for when we were there for the draft party, there was like eight people in the bowl now that I had no clue were even there the whole time. <laughs> true. That's a true statement. <laughs> that is a true statement. <laughs> I was like, where did these people come from? <laughs> that is a yeah. true statement. <laughs> but uh, if they're over there, why do I need to go greet them? They know I'm coming back at some point. Right. I'm sitting in the living room or the game room or whatever. They'll find me when they come back over. They're doing yeah. something. I don't think it's a huge deal. Unless it's like what y'all do. Like every time you get home, you make sure that Again, you're so that's Yeah, so that's where the – like what you're saying, time. that's where the problem lies. Whatever you establish at the beginning, you can't expect to change it 15, 10 years down the road. If you establish something at the beginning, you're locked in. So whatever right. you're going to establish at the beginning, you got to stay through. Don't change it because now you're screwed. And that's on both sides. That's not just one way. That's both yeah, sides. Yeah, you're locked in. If you, lock your, if you do something cert, a certain way all the time and you try and change it eight years down the road, five years down the road, good luck because it's going to be a fight every time. Because, because then, because then the, the, the mindset is, well, why didn't they come say hi to us this time? Correct. What's wrong? They, right. something going on? <laughs> right. Oh, he froze again. And that's well, I, no, <laughs> I know. But that's the thing is, it all just depends on like 
it, it's basically how you start your relationship type thing because it's hard to change they always say it for a reason it's hard to change things later in a relationship because people get stuck in their ways and then I and then that's where fights start and arguments I can't say anything i'm just listening <laughs> <laughs> i can switch the subject oh i don't matter to me yeah, I, I I know I can switch the subject. Tom, are you okay with me switching the subject? Yeah. Sounds like you don't want to respond to any of it. As I was say, <laughs> no, I, I haven't heard your answer yet. Yeah, I don't really have a I don't really have a take uh, on this. I was I'm really just uh, thankful that we're able to have these conversations that we're able to have. I mean, I know that you know we hadn't had as many as we would have liked. What is this week three or four with no podcast? This we had three weeks. Now hold on, let's clarify. Let's give people a little backstory why we didn't have some. It wasn't just because we didn't do it. Me and D did a little filming of a ghost thing, so a ghost yeah. investigation. So that we were gone for days to film that. The following yeah. week, D got Invisalign, so he was yeah. not able to do that. And then I believe the following week, D got inducted to the Ring of Honor at Memphis or some crap. So. There's Ring a whole other thing. Wow. Well, I don't know, whatever he was. They well, I know they honor him for getting selected to the college football yeah, hall of fame. So like thing, yeah. there's reasons why we didn't have him. Uh yeah. now we're back, baby. We we are back. And yes, I did. That was the case that I lost. Was the case that my my uh trays, Gary. And I was looking for those. And yeah, <laughs> it's funny because you know, I'm in these things for 48 weeks, uh, and I got 48 trades. Yeah, and this is week two. I got another week. Uh, Monday is when I change up, which is today. So this is the start of my new tray, which is week three, uh, going into 48 weeks, man. And uh, what so I got a question is, with the trays. Do they get like? Does it get like tighter each time, or how does that work? Why do you have 48 of them? They do. So each, as your teeth shift, um, the the tray that uh, keeps moving the teeth in the place that they need to move them in order for them to lie, align and do whatever it is to take. It's crazy because there's a video that kind of shows me the process of mm-hmm. my teeth moving and what trays do what. But it's really weird, too, because it doesn't take your body long before they decide to get used to the trays because the first week, Gary, like the first four days, my jaws were aching. Like I was slurring worse than I'm slurring right now. Like every time I would talk, spit would come out. So we're now, like, I'm starting to talk a little bit normal now. Well, I know you're really ex- happy that the uh, your insurance covered a lot of that cost and stuff. That's really, I know you're it, really excited about it. <laughs> I know. It did not at all. It did not at all. I am trying my best to, to to get that taken care of. But as a result, though, Gary, of me having these, I brush my teeth like 10 to 12 times a day uh, because I like <laughs> Anytime to snack. Anytime you eat? <laughs> uh, bro, every time I eat, and then I snack all the time. And here's the thing, and this is the why I brush. This is why I brush 10 to 12 times a day. Because when I first got these things, the lady told me, she was like, hey, you're going to lose weight and you're going to cut down on your snacking. And I goes, challenge accepted. So anytime I want something, Gary, I will make myself go eat it, 
and then I go brush my teeth. I've already gone through a tube and a half of toupee. I'm okay with that. <laughs> but what I'm not going to do is sacrifice snacking because this lady said that I was going to sacrifice it because I had to go through this process. So I'm and, letting you know, I brush my teeth a lot. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the competitive spirit we have that we're always looking for to keep our fire moving in us. No matter what it is, somebody challenges to something, you can't eat this, you're going to lose weight. All right, I'm going to prove you wrong. That's exactly what this is. <laughs> hey, she better hope I'm not two pounds heavier than what I was when I weighed in. Because I'm going to let her know, like, yeah, now I'm one of those of you. Like, I only seen one person that ever gained weight. <laughs> And he worked at it. He worked at it. <laughs> and that's how it works. That's that's the mind of a of a professional athlete, always competitive for some reason. It's stupid. It's also a negative at times for games because oh, yeah. you hate losing. Oh man, it's it's, so, it's crazy because I I have to I have to think about that when I'm talking to the kids because I don't want the, I don't want them to think that losing is okay. But I don't also want them to think that winning is everything. Because winning like, isn't everything, but losing is not okay. Right. That's what I'm saying. So you can like, come in top three. That's fine. You're not coming in last. You ain't doing that. Get out of here. Not on this watch. What if they do come in last? Then they ain't doing that again. You ain't embarrassing <laughs> gonna- me like that. Are you going to disown them if they come in last? Again. No, because yeah. they ain't doing it again. You ain't embarrassing me like that. Are you serious, Gary? Stop playing, bro. Are you serious? No, no I would not serious. I would, I, would be, I would be mad that they came in last. But I don't think they would come in last. I feel like, I feel like they would push enough they would not want to come in last because I would already ingrain in them winning isn't everything, but do not, you do not want to be last. You do not want what to. What if they gave their best effort and still finished last? Then they wouldn't be doing that particular sport again even if they love it that sucks find another sport you love <laughs> now you're just wow. wasting money <laughs> Gary, how do you how, how do you uh like given your performance on the steel drums can you say that you know i didn't come in last sometimes people come <laughs> way behind what they hey, should but i didn't come in last that's all that matters baby that's all that matters. <laughs> like i said long as you come. don't hey, come in last we're good if you ain't first you're last Gary. no see i disagree with that ricky bobby did you learn that he, he learned at the end first isn't everything hey you speaking come of coming in last man. speaking of coming last before we get the off panthers we, oh yes oh. i've got to talk to you about these carolina panthers and i have got to ask you is this trade going to go down as the worst trade of all time? Because look, not only do they lose DJ Moore, who's clearly a superstar wide receiver, they lose their first round pick for next year, which is looking like it's going to be the number one overall pick, which is looking like it could be somebody like Caleb Williams or somebody else. You know what I'm saying? And they have Bryce Young, who is – you know, he's not looking dog shit terrible, but, you know, he's not looking like... Uh, he's not looking like the guy you want, but right. also there's a lot of other problems there other than just quarterback. That old line right. they need to retool that whole line Right. But but could you see this trade going down as one of the worst of all time? Not one of the worst, because there was a trade for Ricky Williams and there's a trade for Ryan Leaf. So... But yes, one of the... Yes, it could... But it all depends. If Bryce Young... 
turns it around next year and becomes like a top 10 quarterback and they win a bunch of games, then it doesn't even matter. But right now it looks bad, yes. Because DJ Moore's been phenomenal when Justin Fields actually can learn to throw the ball um, and then for, for one week, basically. And then the uh, first that first round pick is going to be top three at the worst for them. So the Bears are going to be set for players. And the question is, are the Bears going to take a quarterback now and pass on the Justin Fields experiment? That's what it, sounds, it seems like that's the logical thing with the way Justin Fields is playing. D'Angelo? <laughs> he just loving doing this this frozen gimmick today, Amy. Yeah, I don't know if he's frozen or not. He might be frozen. Whatever. He doesn't. I'll I'll talk for him. I'll be informed. Man, the <laughs> Panthers suck. I don't know what they're doing. They should have went with Bryce Young. I told y'all not to go with Bryce Young. I told y'all he wasn't a franchise guy. Why y'all trading DJ Moore, y'all's best player? What are y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> And what I tell you, Joe Burrow was going to be trash this year, and he has been. Everything I said has came true. That's 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 D in a nutshell. Hey, what about uh, Jalen Hurts? He, oh boy, I and you called it. Jalen Hurts would not be the same player. And again, they're five and one or whatever. They have not looked good, but in one game all year. Yeah, yeah. I don't but, know. I, but, again, another team that hasn't looked good all year. The Chiefs haven't looked good either. No, they haven't. And they're winning games, but they're not looking. They're not winning games against great teams. And I they, wish, they look good. I wish James was here. But how do the 49ers go from absolutely destroying the Cowboys to losing to P.J. Walker-led it's, it's Well, they lost McCaffrey and they lost Debo. But the thing is, I think a lot of it was in the first half. They only threw the ball six times. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Now, I will give it to C- Cleveland. They controlled the ball the whole first half. So, like, it made it tough. But, like, come on. Like, you've got playmakers and you're not even giving them the ball? Come on. Yeah. That's and they still true. should have won the game. Their kicker missed two field goals. Yep, 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 yep. And then uh, just a, a great week for the survivor pool legends that didn't have the 49ers and the Eagles and Bills looking pretty tight <laughs> on Sunday night football. <laughs> I guess he's probably gone so she was going to cut it out. Yeah, we're good. Alright, well we appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Get your little fix in. We'll be back in one month next week (laughs) (laughs) we'll be back next week with another episode until then we out you are now listening to the cinnamon and sugar podcast featuring d'angelo williams and gary barnage you are now listening to the cinnamon and sugar podcast featuring d'angelo williams and gary barnage You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage.